Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Monday, February the 12th, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., a Super Bowl hangover Monday edition, if you will, of the Ice Guys show. Ian Cameron, uh, Alex B. Smith with us, still not quite 100%, but getting there uh, slowly but surely, but with us here, and our Monday guest uh, with us most Mondays. Last Monday, he couldn't make it, but most Mondays, he will be here with us, and he's back today, Brett Skalski as well. Before we get into the hockey stuff, we will talk a little Super Bowl right off the top. Pretty entertaining game, and, and I like that for a change we saw some defense, you know, and look, I'm one of those people that doesn't bet hardly any unders, but for some reason last night I was enjoying actually seeing some resistance, you know, on, at the on the defensive side of the football, really from both teams last night, the 49ers and the Chiefs, an entertaining Super Bowl, you know, the end result, you know, hanging in the balance right till the end, obviously a game that went to overtime. And apparently one of the two teams participating last night did not know the overtime rules, uh, apparently. So bad look there for uh, talking about the Niners, of course. That was brutal to hear that. You've got to you've got to know what the rules are. You, players, coaches, you're playing in the biggest game of your life and you're telling me you don't know the what the overtime rules are. That's a horrible look, horrible look for the Niners that that ended up becoming known uh, in the post game after the uh, uh, after the Super Bowl ended last night. But look. The game was there to be had. I thought San Francisco did a lot of good things early. They controlled the line of scrimmage early. And then I thought the game turned on the fumble. Let's be real. The fumble turned the game around. You know, it hit a 49ers player. Obviously, you know, you have to almost try to get the ball at that point because it's a live football. But when you go to make that, get that football, you've got to get it. You've got to secure the football, especially when it hits your hands. And unfortunately, that did not happen. And uh, it ended up being recovered there by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And then the very next play, uh, they ended up scoring a touchdown. So, you know, that uh, fumble last night in the game uh, was absolutely uh, costly uh, in that one. Uh, and, of course, a really bad blunder that ended up being uh, last night in that game. And then, of course, too, uh, the Dre Greenlaw injury earlier in the game really didn't help San Fran either. One of their key defenders obviously left the game due to injury. But it seemed like after that fumble, Kelsey, uh, or sorry, Mahomes finds MVS for the touchdown, 13-10 it was at that time. It kind of felt like the Niners really never got the momentum back from that point, even though it was kind of back and forth. You know, Chiefs, they did go in front, the Niners after that with the touchdown, but the Chiefs answered with field goals uh, to tie it. Niners got a field goal. Chiefs went down the field. Of course, the Chiefs went down the field down 19-16 to tie the game. That's what Patrick Mahomes does. Uh, and then, of course, the new overtime rules. The team that gets the football does not have the op- first does not have the opportunity to win the game right away. Uh, and of course, the other team is going to possess the ball regardless of whether the Niners had scored a field goal or a touchdown. There, of course, they get stopped down in the red zone. Uh, they have to settle for a field goal. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you, you give Mahomes a chance to win a game with a touchdown. And nine times out of ten, he's going to do it. And it feels like 10 times out of 10 with what we've seen the last four, five, six years out of the guy. And sure enough, he did. Finds Miko Hardman for the game-winning touchdown. And there it is, Kansas City. Their third Super Bowl title for Reed and Mahomes. Uh, and uh, incredible work by them to, to have this many Super Bowls already. They're going to go for a three-peat next year. So if you think you're sick of the Kansas City Chiefs now, uh, wait till uh, next year. You know, And uh, they try to go. And they sound totally locked in and focused and dialed in to make it three in a row. Cause that would be history. You know, we're talking uh, if they are able to get a three peat next year. So, you know, what I feel bad for after hearing that last night from, we want to keep it going. We're not done yet. I feel bad for the bills. I feel bad for the Ravens. I feel bad for the chargers and everyone in that AFC. That's going to have to try to go through the, the, to get to the super bowl and go through that Kansas city team, you know, and it's just, uh, that's who you're going to have to try to go through a uh, year in and year out. So, Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I said, entertaining uh, Super Bowl. I like that there was some defense in that game, and um, that's about it. Uh, Alex, what did you think of the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was a fantastic game. Uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. Obviously, we talk about overtime in the Super Bowl. 
do uh, <laughs> make the jokes about draw season uh, on Twitter. But yeah, but anytime you have an overtime in a Super Bowl, you're talking about a really good game. And, and yeah, the pace wasn't necessarily up and down early, but it was good defense. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you want to see, we always talk about defense winning championships. Well, that's how those two teams got there was their defense. They had offensive issues at times for both clubs throughout the season, but their defense held strong and carried uh, and got them to that point. And, you know, these two teams were so evenly matched that that was equated in the line that opened at one and closed at two. Uh, it was going to be mistakes that led to who wins and who loses this game. And, and, and the Niners made all the mistakes that cost them the game. You don't give Patrick Mahomes a chance to win the game like I said on a touchdown. You don't give him the ball second. Uh, just don't do that. And then, like I said, the overtime rules. I'm not even going to get into the overtime rules because – what the overtime rules should be in college and pro football were the college football overtime rules from about 1995 to 2018, 2019. So I'm not even going to get into that right now. Um, but it was a good game. Jawad Jennings, kudos to him, helped me cash my over two and a half players with a pass attempt. Right. Uh, that, yeah. was, that was a, a good bet that I had. Uh, did not – I'm still in limbo because some books graded it as yes, some books graded it as no about Taylor Swift having a drink on air. She did not drink during the actual broadcast – but they did show her chugging a beer. So some books graded as a win, some books graded as a loss. That's the thing you run with with these novelty props. So check with your sports book accordingly for plays of, of that nature. But it was a it was a break even Super Bowl betting wise. It was a really fun one to watch as a fan. And um, you know I don't feel bad for anybody else in the AFC. Now the AFC has to step it up. You know you know you know where the barometer is if you're the Ravens, if you're the Bills, if you're the Jaguars, if you're the Houston, if you're anybody in that in that conference. You got to step it up and, and, and come at the king. And if you come at the king, you best not miss. Uh, so we'll see if the Chiefs can run it back. But I think everybody's going to be hot and heavy. They have a gigantic red and yellow target on their back now more than ever uh, after winning back to back. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, throw the Houston Texans in that AFC you know, discussion now, too. Uh, and yeah. they're only going to be better, you would think, next year. C.J. Stroud, another. although there's always that sophomore slump concern that people have especially when you're coming off a great rookie year like that but yeah the Texans are only going to get better so you got to put them in that conversation now in the uh, AFC as well uh, with what we have seen from them uh, this past season no doubt Um, Brett your thoughts on last night's Super Bowl yeah it was a game good game entertaining game Uh, I agree with Alex man you can't you can't leave uh, Patrick Mahomes last man with the ball I mean, fourth quarter, he took over with his legs. Overtime, you give him that chance, he's going to score every time. Thought that game went uh, exactly as I thought it would. I mean, I went I went 4-0 in all, all my bets. So it's a great night for me, entertaining game. Feeling it this morning, but it's worth it. Yeah, no doubt. It's um, like I said, it was a – so it's always a big event, you know, 100 million viewers always when it comes to the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, but it's nice to see when the game actually does, to, you know, bring you drama, tension, excitement, you know, right to the end. And that game certainly uh, did that last night for sure. So Chiefs win another one. And I'll say one last thing about the game, then we'll get to hockey. Steve Spagnolo, man. I don't know. But he must just be happy um, as far as um, being a defensive coordinator is concerned because – I, I, I can't envision him not being offered head coaching jobs previously. And I'm pretty sure he probably turned some down. I think he was just comfortable in the situations he was in. He was comfortable as a DC going back to when he was with the giants, you know, with Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin. Remember he won his first super bowl as defensive coordinator with the giants and beat Brady and the Patriots to do it. Uh, so that was his first super bowl as a DC. And now he's got the three with Kansas city and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Um, his coordination of that defense is amazing. How about the play, the penultimate play? Remember San Francisco? They just needed one first down. They would have had a great chance to win the game up 19-16 with under two minutes to go in the fourth. It was a penultimate big-time third down. He brings McDuffie, the cornerback, on a blitz, an extra rusher, and that gets he gets right in Brock Purdy's face and an incomplete pass, and that's what gave Kansas City the ball back with plenty of time left there inside two minutes left to tie the game late in the fourth quarter to eventually get it to overtime. So just part of the brilliance of Steve Spagnuolo who's just done a great job uh, with the uh, Chiefs as defensive coordinator and just his overall track record in the National Football League, you know, as a defensive coordinator has been absolutely amazing. All right. Um, there's really not much to say about the um, the games yesterday. There were only two games. Uh, St. Louis beat the breaks off Montreal uh, yesterday. Uh, just a 
ugly, ugly game for Montreal and ugly for Jake Allen against his former team. Got lit up. Uh, did end up on the Blues and the over in that game. So we got a 2-0. Unfortunately, the bet I really liked and had the most invested in yesterday was the Canucks team total over. They do win the game 3-2 in overtime against Washington, but team total does fall short there uh, in that game. But they get the job done, and they do bounce back, although I was hoping they would get one more goal than they did. Uh, they got a 3-2 win. If you are a Patreon member, though, you will have noticed that when I posted the card early yesterday afternoon before the two games started, I did end up providing a bargain bin special, even though we did not have a show yesterday, a live show that is yesterday, and it ended up hitting Nils Hoaglander, and it was a beautiful goal, too. Uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks at plus 475. So uh, that was uh, absolutely outstanding to see that come through uh, in Vancouver's win. And Niels Hoaglander starting to heat up. I believe that's now back-to-back games with a goal for him. So someone to keep an eye on moving forward as far as goal props are concerned. All right, let's get into Monday. We've got four games here uh, on this Monday night slate. We will begin with the Calgary Flames and New York Rangers. Rangers minus 160, home favorites, six the total here in this game. Calgary, man, what a job since the All-Star break for this team. I mean, there there's people in trade rumors left and right. Jacob Markstrom, Noah Hannafin, among others, uh, talk about, you know, who is going to be still standing and still with this team at the trade deadline. Uh, and now all they're doing is winning games right now and trying to get themselves into the playoffs. And they're still very much right in the mix right now, uh, this Calgary team. They've reeled off four straight wins, three of them since the break. Perfect 3-0 and on this East Coast road trip, beating the Bruins, the Devils, and the Islanders. And you factor in who they've, who they've beaten. The Bruins, an excellent win. You know, New Jersey, uh, even with their uh, disappointing season, you know, 5-3 win, very solid. And then an Islanders team that was playing very well coming out of the break. And they went into uh, UBS Arena Saturday afternoon and beat Patrick Waugh and the Islanders 5-3. So, very impressed here with what I've seen from Calgary. Certainly not laying minus 160 against them right now. But I'm not rushing to fade the Rangers either. Rangers have played pretty solid since the break. They're also 3-0 and coming out of the All-Star break with victories against the Avs and the Lightning at home, Chicago on the road. Um, so both teams playing very well. Um, they, uh, it's uh, interesting to see how the offense has been good. The power play has been good. I find, and John Massey's made a point of this. I see him now in our chat. He's totally right with what he said on the in our um, uh, on our chat before. They look faster with these younger guys in the lineup. Calgary. They they look like they got more team speed going right now. They look like they're making plays at a higher rate of speed. And I just think the offensive fluidity there with this team is uh, definitely at a higher level than it once was before. And, and you look at how you know Ryan Huska has uh, uh, un, you know developed uh, rolled out his lineup here. He's got Huberto, Sharon Govich, and Kuzmenko, who has been great, actually, offensively with those two since he came over in the trade with Vancouver. Zeri, Kadri, and Pospisil has been a solid line. He's got Mangiapane, Backlund, and Coleman. And you've got a lot more pop in, in the skill and speed department from the fourth line when you put in a Jacob Peltier, very good, talented kid, who right now is only playing on the fourth line for now, but he gives them a little bit of dash uh, as well in that fourth line role. So, you know, there definitely is, they are a more potent team. They're a faster team. Uh, I think one through 12 with their forward group right now. And I think that's made a big difference for Calgary. Their blue line is finally healthy, you know, as well, since Oliver Shillington came back. Uh, that's been good to see. Um, Jacob Markstrom's playing at a very high level at the moment. Um, by the way, there's some news too for Calgary I want to point out. Jacob Markstrom's in for them tonight. Igor Shesterkin for New York. Um Dan Vladar's on IR. Uh, that's been announced. So uh, Dustin Wolf is backing up uh, Jacob Markstrom currently. So that is definitely something we want to point out. Yeah, the Lafreniere shots on goal prop that Terry mentioned. I couldn't talk anyone out of that. You know, I'm not betting the shots on goal props a lot lately, but I certainly could talk. Couldn't talk anyone out of that. Uh, he has been clearing that number uh, repeatedly. No question about it. Uh, we've actually seen two of the last three head-to-head meetings, Flames versus Rangers, uh, go to overtime. Calgary's actually played this team very well uh, when you look at it. Six and two in their last eight games. We'll see how they go here tonight. They are looking to, I believe this is the final leg of this road trip. It's 3-0. and It's always that dicey spot, right? You want to finish the road trip on a sweep, but you could also see this being, okay, it's already a 3-0 and road trip. Are we going to have our best foot forward here? End of this road trip, knowing you're going back home after this if you're Calgary. So 
I'm off the side. I don't want to debate either of these teams. I will sprinkle on the draw. I think the draw makes sense here. Two of the last three games have gone to OT. And you also look at the fact that this is an East versus West matchup. The Rangers couldn't give two shits about the points the Flames pick up. And the Flames couldn't give two shits about the points the Rangers pick up uh, in this game. So draw for me. Um, maybe a first period over as well. I prefer that as opposed to the full game over. What do you think here, Alex? Calgary, New York. Yeah, I'm staying offside and total. Just rolling with the draw here. You can get it as high as plus 360 at FanDuel. And like you said, this is a classic draw season setup. Cross-conference teams, both teams in good form right now as well. Uh, neither team wants to lose. They want to keep this streak rolling, this good good uh, momentum, good juju rolling out of the, the all-star break. I could see this one being kind of a close, tight contest, and we see a point uh, for each team here. So give me the draw, pass regulation, plus 360. You know what? I see an over two and a half on Calgary's team total, minus 128. I'm going to bet that. I'm not the money line on Calgary. I want to stress that. Not the money line. Not touching that. Just the, the team total two and a half with the way the, this team's going at the moment is too low. You know, we're, we're just asking them to score three goals. And, you know, they're facing a guy that's not had his best season in net. Igor's just Sturkin. So, you know, that I'm, I'm going to d- dabble in that. That's just too low of a team total, what we've seen from the Flames here. Five, five, and four games on this. Four, five, five, and four goals, I should say, on this road trip. You know, 14 goals on the three games on this road trip. Four plus in each game can't put their team total at two and a half right now you just can't you know the power plays clicking huberto's coming to life uh kuzmenko's been great connor zary's really stepping up and percolating they're getting production from the blue line right now i mean you cannot give calgary's team total put it there at two and a half at just minus 128 that's just too low i'm gonna i'm gonna get in on that uh brett what do you think here flames rangers i like the draw as well i'm gonna split mine um with uh i am gonna go with the flames though i think if you look at the well both teams are on four game streaks and neither want to lose i think the rangers is a little bit more deceptive you got colorado at home on the road not very good tampa bay on the road not very good then they were on the road in chicago and had to go to overtime to beat them i think all that combined with shesterkin and that markstrom is clearly playing out uh outplaying shesterkin right now I mean, he looks like he showcased it himself for one of these teams that's in need of a goalie. So I'm going to take my bet, split it with uh, the dog and draw. All right. Sounds like an Ian special for Brett Skalski right there. Sounds like something right up my alley there. Dog and draw. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say I'm dog and draw here, although I'm I'm dog with the team total, not the money line with Calgary. Right. Uh, the over two and a half uh, minus a one a 28. I just think, you know, Three goals with what I've seen out of Calgary right now. That's uh, that's not asking for a whole heck of a lot. Oh, as far as props go, I think I mentioned a lot of them anyway. But just Zary, uh, Kuzmenko, I'd be into Coleman. You know, he continues to be really solid for this team. Uh, and of course, on the uh, Rangers side of the equation, anything Lafreniere makes sense. He's playing well. Wheeler because he's up on the top line uh, as well right now for the Rangers. So. Those are the ones I would really focus in on as far as the Ranger props in that game. All right, another pretty good game here next up. Seattle, New Jersey. we got the Devils, minus 135 home favorites, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Uh, of course, the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, entered the break playing some pretty good hockey uh, for the most part. You know, put themselves back into a position where they're back in the playoff mix. Uh, but you start to look now all of a sudden, uh, you know, they've lost two in a row, the final game before the break. Uh, the 3-2 loss coming out of the break against Philadelphia, although the Flyers have played well, uh, obviously, uh, since the All-Star break concluded. New Jersey struggling, on the other hand, 1-4 and four in their last five games. A very, very hard-fought, tough luck loss for them in overtime in Kakalaki the other night, uh, losing one nothing against the um, Hurricanes. Uh, right now, even with Jack Hughes back, we've seen this team struggle you know, to win games. I mean, with Hughes back, they're 0-2. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the Calgary loss and the Carolina loss uh, right after that. So uh, they have had their issues, definitely, uh, as far as winning games since they got uh, Jack uh, back in the lineup uh, for the uh, Devils. And remember, their record for the full season is still very good with Jack Hughes in the lineup. But I think this is one of those spots where, for me, I'm making more of a big deal that they're 0-2 since they got him back following the all-star break and it's just not a team i'm really rushing to lay a price with i mean it's just night after night you don't know what's gonna well night after night i don't trust this team defensively i can tell you that and night after night a lot of times i don't trust their goaltending 
but you want to know why the Devils are having this very disappointing, disheartening season and how frustrating it is? Because they finally show up defensively. They finally get some pretty good goaltending, not just pretty good. That BetCast was on, we were on Saturday night during the BetCast. I had that game on one of the screens, Carolina, New Jersey. Vanacek was excellent, was one of his better games in a very long time. And now all of a sudden they couldn't score uh, on, in that game. So that's the season in a nutshell for New Jersey. Too often they get the goals they need, but they give them too many up. Saturday night in Carolina, they finally dig in defensively. They finally get a nice night of goaltending, and now they can't score. You know, that's been the season in a nutshell here for New Jersey. I'd take Seattle before New Jersey, but I'll be honest, uh, Seattle's form, you know, overall, just two and nine, two and seven, rather, in their last nine games. Uh, it's not exactly trustworthy. Devils have won two straight head-to-head meetings between these two teams, although last year here in uh, Jersey, Actually, it was Devils winning the game in New Jersey last year. The only two wins Seattle's had against the Devils were both in Seattle uh, at uh, Climate Pledge Arena. This is one where I'm also on the draw here. Same reasoning with the uh, Rangers and the Flames. A situation where Seattle gets points. Devils don't care. Devils get points. The Kraken don't care. They're in their own races, respectively. Uh, Devils trying to mount a a push toward the wild card Seattle trying to hang into the wild card race in the Western conference. So that's what I'm looking at here. Draw. And we should see Dawes and Decord in net. We've got Nico Dawes confirmed for New Jersey Decord projected and expected, not confirmed, but we do expect once again, Joey Decord for the uh, Seattle Kraken in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Kraken devils. Yeah. Cause I had been seeing earlier this morning that it was possible projection of, of group hour in for Seattle, but now I'm seeing more I'm leaning toward Decord. So either way, I like the first period over one and a half. You can lay a dollar twenty-eight at FanDuel. I might jump in and grab. Hopefully, look for a five and a half in-game live with the full game. Otherwise, I might just leave that alone. Just stay with the first period over. I also like both teams to score at plus one seventy. I think it's a really good number uh, with both these teams. I expect some back and forth pace, and I'll sprinkle a little bit on the draws. It's not my favorite draw play. Uh, there's only two that I like, and, and the other game was was a little bit stronger. Flames Rangers. So I do have draw plus three seventy, but it's not as big as as a, as what's Flames. I think that's good. I think I'm going to jump in on that. I lean to the uh, I lean to the full game over, but I prefer the first period over. I like the first period over. If you look at Seattle, first game back from the break against Philly, it was two one Flyers after the first period. You look at New Jersey. Finally, the first period stayed under against the, uh, Carolina. That sour game that was at all you would not have expected that game to be a scoreless after regulation, but it was. But before that, every Devils game since the break had cashed a first period over. And had cashed at both teams to score as well in the first period. And Seattle, both teams to score, obviously would have cashed for you in the first period against Philadelphia the other night. So I could see both of those first period over and first period, both teams to score here tonight with Seattle and New Jersey. Brett, what do you think here? Seattle, New Jersey. Yeah, the only thing I was really leaning to was that first period over too. seeing that Grubauer could get the start. He's been struggling this season, but uh, gun to my head, I'll probably pass on the game in general. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I even think with Decord, I like that the 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 first period over angle in this game. Uh, who's and by the way, he's had a little, just a small little dip. Not not anything alarming, just a small little dip in his play. Decord plus keep factor in all the games he's played. You know, this is a lot of games he's played at the NHL level uh, this season. So you figured there was going to be just a, a a modest leveling off in Joey Decord at some point. I think you may be starting to see signs of that. As far as the uh, props tonight, um, we've got Andre Palat moved up to Heeshear and Brat on the top line. And sure enough, he scored two goals against Calgary. Didn't score, obviously, well, nobody scored for them against uh, Carolina. They got blanked one nothing. But before that, he did have two goals. So I think there's value on Andre Palat, the veteran here, as long as he plays on that top line with Heeshear and Brat, Hughes, Halla, and Toffoli on the uh, second line. Uh, tonight for this uh, Devils team. Uh, and uh, Dawson Mercer slides down just a little bit with uh, Lazar and Timo Meyer uh, on the uh, third line. I'm still in. I, I always think Mercer, you know, for the most part, he comes to play most nights. He doesn't have many nights where he's not noticeable out there. So he still might be worth a look. But Andre Pallad, I think, from a value standpoint, definitely one of my uh, favorite looks for props for New Jersey uh, here tonight uh, in this game. I think for Seattle, yep, Thomas Tatar makes sense. Not not only because he's up on the top line with Beneers and Eberly, but former member of this Devils team, uh, Thomas Tatar, as well. So you've got the former player angle uh, in play there with his props tonight 
uh, if you take him with, uh, and like I said, he's on the uh, top line right now with uh, Beniers uh, and Eberly. So you know he's going to get uh, opportunity here. Uh, right now at this point in time all right next up here we've got arizona and philadelphia we've got uh philadelphia minus 150 home favorites six the total here in this game i'll be damned if i'm stepping in front of the flyers right now no way they're playing it's amazing how this sport goes and how sometimes the break just comes when you desperately need it the most and philadelphia could not wait for that break to arrive i'm sure when it did because they were playing some horrendous hockey. And Brett knows that. Of course, he's in Flyers territory. Uh, They were just leaking oil big time right before the break. I mean, it seemed like their defensive foundation, which Tortorella uh, preaches, had come unglued. You know, I think Samuel Erson was starting to look a little tired and fatigued, and he wasn't playing as well. Uh, And they were just, I mean, they were just struggling mightily. They had dropped five straight games going into the All-Star break. And the... um, the, 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 the exclamation point on that losing streak going into the break was that hideous performance, too, on Mark Recchi's day against the Boston Bruins where they got bombed 6-2. to two. And, you know, they just started that game awful. They got behind. The, the first period was a disaster. Uh, and at that point, that's when the All-Star break arrived. And like, man, this team needs the All-Star break. And I said coming out of the break, you can go back and watch the show last week coming out of the break when they played Florida on the road. I said, be careful here of just fading the Flyers again because they sucked before the break. Be careful with that. Sometimes when you're struggling going into the break, you can hit the reset button, recharge the batteries, and all of a sudden you look like a different team coming out of the break. And that's what the Flyers have looked like coming out of the break. They've been very good, 3-0. and They went to Florida and beat a really good Panthers team. Panthers team that just shut out Colorado Saturday night uh, on our BetCast. Philly beat them 2-1. to coming out of the all-star break and then go back home. They beat the Winnipeg Jets, obviously a very good team there, four to one. Uh, and then they get the job done as well. Saturday night against Seattle three, two, and they deserve the win. They doubled Seattle in shots on goal Saturday night in that three, two win over the Kraken. So very impressive job by the flyers. I don't love this price range for them. I'm, I'm not always comfortable laying a minus minus one fifty with Philadelphia, but I'm certainly not going against them either. Uh, this one's probably going to be a pass for me. Uh, with the Coyotes and the Flyers in this game. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I do want to point out, I, I hate to be a broken record, but again, if I were to bet a side here or anything, it would be the draw again. I'd take a shot. Arizona went to overtime against Nashville, although I don't like this draw as much as the other two games we just talked about. Alex, what do you think here? Coyotes, Flyers. I, I like goals here for Philly. Uh, I'm taking a shot, but their team total three and a half uh, over at plus 120 at FanDuel. And I'm also going to go with Get the first it. period over. Time. Yep. Yes. First period over down. I'm seeing as low as the dollar sixteen. So uh, I'm thinking we're seeing goals coming. And like I said, it's more likely going to be on Phillies and uh, than Arizona. So this is a Vimelka fade. We're going team total over with the Flyers in the first period over. I really like that, Terry. Makes sense. Uh, if you're going to look at a, a save prop tonight, Karel Vimelka. You just got to hope he doesn't get pulled because we've seen some we've seen some stink bomb performances in net from Vimelka for Arizona, particularly of late. You just don't want this to be a deal where he gives up like four goals in the first period and he's pulled. It's the only thing you can that could hurt you. Yeah. But yeah, I, even I agree like two goals, theory. two goals on that shot could get him yanked quickly. So yeah, you, yeah. you gotta be you be careful with that. You do have to be careful because you're right. The Flyers are a shot volume team at home, especially of late. If you actually start to look at what they've done on home ice, 37 shots against Boston, 38 against Seattle, 32 against Tampa Bay. Those are their last three home games: Lightning, Bruins, and Kraken. And the uh, Flyers had 32, 37, and 38 shots on goal, you know, in those three games. So the opportunity is going to be there for Vimelka to have to make 31-plus saves in this game. You just don't want to – You just the only level of concern, the, the one point of concern I would have is, again, he gets lit up because his numbers are horrific, absolutely horrific of late. Uh, and um, it's, it really hasn't gotten any better. Uh, I think the last time he started was when he gave up the sixth spot, yep, against the Florida Panthers. Uh, so he's really, really been struggling of late. Maybe the, maybe, the, but this is first start since the All Star break. So, you know, maybe he gets to hit the reset button here a little bit uh, in this matchup against the, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers here tonight. But again, I, I got to see it before I believe it. He's one in four without. I mean, five point one five is his goals against average in his last five starts. Five point one five. That is just that's tragic. That's absolutely horrific, hideous. 3.33 goals against 892 save percentage uh, for the season. So 
the only concern again with Philly is they could have the 38 shots and we know he's struggling in net, but sometimes they don't always convert those chances, Philadelphia. Uh, but I, if they're ever going to do so, maybe tonight with a goalie that's really struggling right now. Uh, Arizona, by the way, they're 0-2 since the All-Star break. So uh, lost to Vegas, lost to Nashville as well uh, in overtime. We'll see if they can bounce back, but not an easy task to try to take down this Flyers team that has looked like a different team and a much better team since the All-Star break concluded. What do you think here, Brett? You're in Flyerville. What do you think about them tonight, Yotes and Flyers? Yeah, I agree with all you guys. Uh, I'm on the team total as well for the Flyers, plus 120 at FanDuel. I'm also going to go Flyers minus goal and a half in reg- uh, to win. Plus 175, I got it this morning. I think uh, everything you guys said, you know, Vimelka struggling. I mean, the Coyotes have given up 6-6, six, 3-3, six, three, three, and 4 um, goals. And I think since the All-Star break, you mentioned, you know, the defensive struggles the Flyers had going into the break. Coming out of the break, they've given up 21 shots, 21 shots, and 19 shots against against the Coyotes team that struggles to generate offense to start with. I think uh, the shot suppression, they're not going to score too many goals tonight. So even if Vimelka does get a good reset, I think the Flyers could win by two and cash that 175. Well, it's, it, and it's not just, you know, can he can he get back his form? The, the other question about him maybe not being able to get back his form is the fact it's going to be, you know, a, 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 one of his very few starts he's had in a while. So, you know, how sharp is he going to be? Uh, that's going to be the big question going into this uh, uh, opportunity in between the uh, pipes tonight for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Because, again, there's a reason why Connor Ingram's been starting all these games lately, simply because he's been the better of the two netminders you know, as of late. Um, Now I should point out the over three and a half that Alex likes with the Flyers team total is a plus price at most books. If you want a little security, bet MGM gives you the half goal team totals, like the half goal increments. So you can bet team totals of one, one and a half, two, two and a half, three, three and a half, et cetera. For every team, you can get over three minus one forty-five. you know, at bet MGM, you just want a little security. You got to lay a little price, but you get the security where if they land on exactly three goals, you're not going to lose. You know, you'll get a push. So that's an option, too, uh, as well. That over three is cheap enough. It falls below my minus 150 uh, threshold, you know, that you could maybe look in that direction as well. You know, as far as props in this game, certainly some flyer props because we think they can have the the potential here to score some goals tonight. Unfortunately, Tyson Forster, who is someone that lately for Philadelphia has really started to heat up three goals in the last four games. He's day to day. Doesn't look like he's going to go or suit up tonight uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So that's unfortunate fortunate but you know Konechny's been good Owen Tippett always worth a look Joel Farabee Morgan Frost I'm going to throw one out there uh, at you though from the third line Ryan Paling Ryan Paling right now for the Philadelphia Flyers yes he's only on the third line for this hockey team and no he does not get power play minutes at the moment at least he doesn't get power play minutes for Philadelphia but Ryan Paling has goals in back-to-back games since the All-Star, in two of the last three games since the All-Star break, he scored a goal and an assist against Winnipeg, and he scored against Seattle uh, on Saturday night as well. So why not take a shot there? Ryan Paling, a little value. He's he's finding his way right now. He's converting his chances. Like I said, he's now got, uh, for them, goals in back-to-back games against the Kraken and the Jets. So definitely, I think Ryan Paling is a uh, very good value shot. And I'll be honest too, that's a, a little foreshadowing uh, for bargain bin special of the night later on uh, in the uh, show. All right, next up, final game on this slate, Minnesota Wild, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we've got Vegas minus 140 home favorites in this game. Six the total uh, in this matchup. Minnesota, of course. Uh, this is going to be an interesting spot for Minnesota. They have not played since Friday night. 3-2 win against Pittsburgh. Marc-Andre Fleury's big night, 1,000th career game, um, big ceremony beforehand, big celebration for him after the game, and he played well. What a what a time to have a really great game for Marc-Andre Fleury. He was excellent, uh, especially in the third period when Pittsburgh was really mounting a push there down 3-2. But he hung on. He made some key saves late to preserve the 3-2 victory for the Minnesota Wild in that game. That's two wins in a row for them since the uh, All-Star break against Chicago and Pittsburgh. Um We'll see if that can carry over, but I'm not so sure about that. The Chicago game was a very lackluster performance. Um, 
by the uh, Minnesota Wild, even though they got the win. I thought they got outplayed in the last two periods uh, in that uh, game. Uh, apparently, yeah, apparently they flew into Vegas today. Is that is a uh, Terry Edelman, our resident Minnesota Wild fan, is saying that uh, apparently. So, yeah, that's a little weird. I guess you know it's probably because they wanted to avoid all the hubbub of the Super Bowl. You would think yesterday uh, down there, maybe that's why. But that's if they flew into Vegas today, Isaacs, like day of the game. That's an off. Like they, to me, that's not a good sit. That's not a bet on situation for me. Hell, I don't even know if it was a bet on situation for me, even if they got in yesterday or Saturday. But flying in the day of the game, I can't imagine that's good for from a routine standpoint. These guys are all wired to do the same shit on on the day of the game morning skate meals at the same time usual time i mean my goodness that's that's weird i'm gonna have to check into that make sure that's accurate but if they flew in today that's 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 bizarre and i don't like it from a minnesota standpoint vegas on the flip side two and oh since the break edmonton they ended the oilers uh 16 game win streak their chance at history and then they followed it up with a 3-2 road win at arizona they pounced on the coyotes in the first period of that game and then hung on for the three, two victory. It looks like as far as goaltending is concerned in this game, we don't have confirmations, but we've got Gustafson for Minnesota Hill for Vegas. Put it this way. If, if Hill's in net for Vegas, I'll be on Vegas minus minus one forty in this game. Money line, just straight money line. Um, I think they're a go with bet on team right now. I like what I've seen. Very few teams have beaten Edmonton of late. Uh, Vegas did. And, of course, they had no letdown against Arizona. They came out smoking up 2-0 in the first two minutes of that game. And, yeah, they've still got key injuries galore. And, and the one concern I would have tonight is, you know, just when it looked like the uh, Golden Knights were getting healthier uh, going into this game, they do have some uh, question marks for this uh, game tonight, if you look at it. Uh, Mark Stone, ill, uh, not at practice. Uh, Pavel Dorofiev, an upper body injury. Um, Zach Whitecloud. So it looks like there's a little illness thing going through this Vegas team uh, because Zach Whitecloud's got the illness right now that he's questionable for tonight. Mark Stone, same thing uh, for the Golden Knights. You know, they've still got obviously Theodore Eichel and Carrier on IR. Uh, Logan Thompson looks like is another one that's been bitten by this uh, flu bug or in- illness bug that's running through Vegas as well. So we'll have to uh, see uh, how it goes. Uh, but uh, either way, um, I'm not taking Minnesota. I don't trust them here. Uh, they, they barely beat a Chicago team that obviously has had their issues scoring goals. And then you look at the uh, game against Pittsburgh where they won. They found a way, but really needed some uh, kind of a, uh, had the feeling of them hanging on at the end of that game. And yes, Flurry was excellent, but I haven't bet on this game yet. Uh, I'm not going to move on this game until I know Aiden Hill is in. He is a critical component for my decision-making with Vegas lately because he's that good. And now that you factor in Logan Thompson's unavailable uh, for this game tonight, he's definitely what you would think a big time. Uh, you give him a huge edge in net as opposed to if they have to start Yuri Patera uh, here tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So I'd expect it to be Hill uh, for sure, even though it hasn't been confirmed yet. But if it is Hill, I'll be on Vegas here, minus 140. Alex is on the first period over in this game. It looks like he's having uh, signal issues with his Wi-Fi, but he's still in the chat, and he just wants everyone to know he's on the first period over here with the uh, Minnesota Wild and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, in this one. Uh, what do you think here, Brett? Final game of the uh, Monday night slate, Minnesota-Vegas. Yeah, that first period over would be the only thing I would look at. Uh, I'll most likely pass on this game. I think it's a kind of an odd spot. I don't – the Minnesota flying in today, who knows what the Golden Knights were doing yesterday during the Super Bowl. I think the game could start a little hectic, but, you know, I'm not on a full game side or total, just maybe that first period if I had to do anything. Vegas has owned Minnesota as well. And I know Aiden Hill's got pretty good numbers against Minnesota. Hell, I remember him playing. I think I think it was when Alex had that run in with the uh, dads uh, on the uh, dad's trip for Vegas when they were in Minnesota. And I think Aiden Hill played that night. He played great. And I think historically he's played pretty well against Minnesota. So, like I say, if Hill's in net, we're, we're adding Vegas minus 140 uh, to the card uh, for sure. There's no doubt. Uh, by the way, Vegas has won six of the last seven meetings against Minnesota. They're six and one in the last seven meetings, and they've won five straight in uh, T-Mobile, four straight, I should say, at T-Mobile Arena uh, over the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, so again, uh, like I say, Vegas to me, minus 140. I think that they're actually, I think, cheap at this price 
uh, if indeed Aiden Hill's confirmed net. I agree with what someone in our chat saying about Chandler Stevenson. Totally agree. And Nick Waugh. <laughs> these are the two guys I think that have not only value, but they're playing well. Nick Waugh has, has scored against Edmonton. Uh, he's had three goals in the last uh, six games dating back to the all-star break before the all-star break i should say and chandler stevenson has scored in back-to-back games for the vegas golden knights as well uh, against arizona and edmonton yeah close shave barbashev no question uh, ivan barbashev uh he's been good too for, for steady from a point production standpoint uh for the uh, vegas golden knights as well so there's a lot of good options here for um vegas props barbashev point prop uh goal props for stevenson and wah I think are worth a look. Oh, and one more for Minnesota. You got to keep betting it because he keeps on producing uh, from the blue line. The assist prop for Brock Faber just keeps on coming through. Two games since the break, he had an assist in both of the games against the Penguins and the Blackhawks. He has assists in three of the last four games. He has actually points for the uh, Minnesota Wild in nine of the last ten games for them. Four, five, six, or sorry, eight of the last nine games with a point for Brock Faber. Many of them have been assists, though the vast majority. So assist prop, Brock Faber, uh, you know, point prop, Brock Faber, uh, whichever one you want to look at. Uh, definitely. I think that is once again, worth a look for uh, Minnesota. He's been a, he's been a nice component to this blue line. Good skater moves the puck. Well, uh, has got good offensive instincts. Uh, Minnesota is going to enjoy having this kid on the blue line for sure. Uh, for a long time to come. All right, great stuff. That is the Monday card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Over 200 live viewers on this Monday following Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And a reminder, make sure you sign up if you haven't done so already at patreon.com slash iceguys. Exclusive content, just $10 per month. Uh, our daily sides, totals, and player props posted there each and every day. Uh, we've got goalie charts, totals charts, and other bonus content throughout the season of course we've also got our video content we've we recorded a couple bonus videos during the break we're going to be uh, doing a Q&A video probably in the near future before the end of the month and we've also put a post on the patreon page to submit your questions for the Q&A video which will be exclusive to patreon members so any questions you have for Alex or I uh, we will answer them on the Q&A video uh, and there's some good questions. I've definitely looked at all of them. Uh, some really good questions. We're definitely uh, noting what everyone is asking for that Q&A, and we'll make sure we answer those questions for you uh, when we record the uh, Q&A video uh, later this month. So all that and more. And I should point out we have two Patreon-exclusive live betcasts coming up here in the month of February, and I'm going to drop a small hint. One of them is this week. Okay, one of them is this week. Uh, and we are looking forward to it. So Patreon-exclusive live BetCast. Two of them this month, and one of the two is this week. So we are definitely looking forward to that. Make sure you sign up. Just $10 per month. Your subscription goes a long way to keeping the show going long-term. So sign up and subscribe. Patreon.com slash IceGuys. Just $10 per month. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Ice Guys store. Uh, make sure you check that out. Get your gear. Get your merch. Uh, all available each and every day at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right. So Alex's uh, technology is uh, betraying him today, unfortunately. Uh, so we will wrap up the show, Brett and I. Uh, and as, uh, of course, if Alex is still in the chat, he can post his best bet. And of course, the best bet for Alex will be posted on the Patreon page as always. But we will be right back and we will uh, talk bargain bin special of the night as well as best bets right after we hear from our proud daily sponsor, uh, of the Ice Guys show, our friends at Boston Hemp. There it is, Boston Hemp Inc., our daily sponsor of the Ice Guys Show. Make sure you check them out, gummies and all your CBD products. 
uh, available through them. Uh, there are quality products available. And again, use promo code ICEGUYS as well to get 20% off of all their products at bostonhempinc.com. All right. It is time for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. Uh, Brett, did you find anything worthy uh, of the Bargain Bin tonight? I did. I'm going to go to a game while I did not bet. I'm going to go to Seattle. Seattle. I'm thinking they're going to be trying to really push to get some offense going tonight. I'm going to go with a former New Jersey Devil, Tomas Tatar, plus 390. He's got three goals, four points his last five games. Scored last game out against the Flyers. I think he can get on the board again tonight. That's a very good one. That's that's on my player prop card tonight. It's not my bargain bin special, but it's it's worthy. It's a worthy candidate. It was definitely one of the ones I considered, and I like it. Thomas Tatar, Seattle Kraken, plus 390 for uh, Brett Skalski with his bargain bin special of the night. My bargain bin special of the night, I gave it away already that I was going to use it too as bargain bin special of the night. And we're going to that Coyotes-Flyers game. Ryan Paling, I'm going to go with that. Like he scored in back-to-back games since the All-Star break, uh, doing the right things, going to the front of the net, making things happen, and converting on the chances when he's had them. Plus 520 at Batano for Ryan Paling uh, to find the back of the net here tonight in this game. Hell of a price for someone that has scored now in back-to-back games for Philadelphia. So Ryan Paling, Philadelphia Flyers, plus 520 uh, for my bargain bin special uh, of the night. Oh, I do want to point out before we uh, get to best bets, Beanpot final tonight. I'm I'm into that. I'm going to be watching that. I think it's going to be great. Uh, Northeastern against BU, Boston University uh, in the Beanpot final tonight. Um, I'll be watching that. I believe Boston University, the Terriers, are minus 310 favorites in that game uh, and a total of six. I'm not stepping in front of BU, and I'm not stepping in front of the prospective number one overall pick in this year's draft, Macklin Celebrini, uh, either. Uh, that team looks excellent. Um, I'm not saying Northeastern can't compete, and it is a championship game. You know, you could see, you know, defense kind of take over, so maybe that allows Northeastern to hang around, but I ain't fading Boston University. That team is dynamite, loaded with talent. They've got the prospective number one overall pick, Macklin Celebrini, and I. everyone saw that viral interview with the drop the F-bomb uh, after they beat Boston College last week. Uh, in the semifinals of the bean pot saying, you know, uh, that looks like a focused team right now to get the job done. Uh, so uh, the problem is you don't want to take them on the money line. You'd put them in a parlay piece, maybe Boston university, or you could take minus one and a half on the puck line. It's minus minus one eighteen at FanDuel, uh, Boston, you on the uh, puck line in that game. Uh, but you know, North it's a rivalry. Remember this bean pot, they're Boston schools. You know, there's a lot of bad blood rivalries, you know, it's not easy to say, even though they're a better team, it's not easy in a championship game to say, yeah, let's lay minus 310. You know, it's just not easy. So you could argue maybe they're not getting the value. That can't be right. NHL bets 508 saying 430 is when this game is. That can't be right. They'd put it at night. Can't On a Monday night, they wouldn't put that in the afternoon, would they? Like, there's no Bruins game tonight. They're not doing it. I know Nesson uh, in Boston shows this tournament on television. It can't be because of television purposes. That the, Oh, you know what? I'm seeing it on FanDuel now. That game at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, it's the consolation game. It's like the third-place game, Harvard and Boston College, two teams that lost last week in the semifinals. I got it. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, there we go. Boston College, uh, Harvard, Havid. There we go. I love saying Havid. Harvard and Boston College is at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. That's like the, the loser's bracket. Those two teams lost last week in the semifinals, so they're playing like in the third-place game at 4.30. 7.30 p.m. Eastern time is the final, uh, Northeastern and Boston University. So uh, there we go. Good stuff. So now it makes sense. They're doing a doubleheader, and the, the early game is the consolation game. Championships not till 7.30. That makes sense now to me. I'll be watching that. I'm into it. I'll be looking forward to that, the bean pot tonight. All right, best bets. I'm looking forward to those as well. Uh, Brett, what do you got here for Monday night best bet? I'm going to go with the Flyers minus one and a half puck line. Uh, I just think that we're going to see goals in this game, and most of them are going to come from the Flyers. I don't think Arizona is going to contribute much. I can see this being 3-1, 4-1 Flyers win. So I'll go with the Flyers puck line at plus 175 at FanDuel. All right, there you go. Flyers puck line plus 175 uh, for a best bet for Brett Skalski here uh, in this game. And my best bet, 
Uh, I'm going to go with, you know, for best bet here tonight. Um, I, I, I was tempted to go with Vegas. I'm not. I'm going to go with, you know what I'm going to go with here? I'm going to go with that Seattle. I'm going to rare first period over. Uh, I'm going to go with that Seattle, New Jersey, uh, over one and a half in the first period. I like that one. Uh, New Jersey still, prior to the Carolina game, they had gone over in both their first periods. Seattle went over in the first period of their game Saturday night against Philadelphia. I think that's a good look. I think we can get two goals in the opening frame tonight. Kraken and Devils, let's go with that for uh, best bet for this Monday slate. Seattle, New Jersey, over one and a half, first period for my best bet here for this Monday uh, NHL card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. A great show. Just get the week started. Uh, we appreciate everyone joining us in the chat. As always, hit the like button uh, on the way out. And a reminder, like I say, it's a busy month ahead. Make sure you sign up at patreon.com slash ice guys. We have an exclusive live betcast coming up later this week, and it's only going to be available for those that are Patreon members to watch it and to join us on the stream. So again, make sure you get there. Patreon.com slash ice guys. We have two Patreon exclusive betcasts this month. And of course, we've got one more as well. I should point out our next free for all public betcast is Tuesday, February 27th. Two weeks away, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's a hell of a card that night. A great NHL slate. So we're looking forward to that BetCast as well. Uh, great stuff. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Brett Skalski, for Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys. 